When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel the Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel the Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The Foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. There is a lot going on, and we'll be diving into all of it with you momentarily. But we wanted to take a minute or two or more, of course, first here to have a moment of remembrance. Because one year ago today, we lost the founding father of conservative talk radio, Rush Limbaugh. As he used to put it, he was a man, a legend, a way of life, doing what he was born to do with half his brain tied behind his back just to make it fair. He exercised his talent on loan from God for over three decades before succumbing to stage four lung cancer last year, a battle he fought right to the end behind the golden EIB mic. Rush was larger than life in the radio universe, but he also never wanted to make it about him. He was truly focused on the conservative cause while also having more fun than any human being should be allowed to have. Clay, I remember when we were first told together that we would have the great honor and the great responsibility of just trying to take up the fight. Because we both knew right away, we looked at each other and said, there's no such thing as replacing Rush Limbaugh. He's the greatest that ever lived, the greatest that will be in this medium of radio. But I remember you looked at me and we said, we're going to do our we're going to do our very best. That's exactly right. And I know we're going to talk to Catherine Rush's widow here in a little bit on the show. And 
over the months that we have been sitting behind a couple of pairs of golden microphones, as you well said, nobody can fill Rush's shoes, but hopefully each of us can fill one of them. And that was the idea that Julie Talbot, who made the decision to put us in and had been working with Rush for decades before doing such a fabulous job, what she knew and what Rush knew was the battles that he had been fighting were only going to be accelerating in terms of their intensity. And I know many of you out there listening right now are thinking about every time you believe it can't get crazier, it can't get wilder than it is right now, over the past year it has. And Rush was maybe the foremost defender of American exceptionalism and the importance of America as a shining city on the hill in the history of media. And he knew that the battles were going to go on long after he was gone. And frankly, Buck, you and I both know that the battles will go on long after we're gone too. And what is important is that Rush raised up a generation. I'm, I'm sure you've met so many of these people uh, in, in the 10 months or so that we've been doing the show, Buck, all over the country who say, not only I listened for a long time, but I'm impressed by people who said, I started listening when I was a young kid and I grew up with Rush. I mean, there are a lot of people listening to us right now in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, 20s too, who listened with their parents in the car who grew up, who had Rush as that constant voice in their ear. And we know that those people out there, one, tremendously missing Rush, but also the battle's not stopping. And that's why it was such an honor and a privilege for us to be bequeathed the opportunity to sit behind the golden microphone and talk to this audience that Rush grew over the past three decades. I'm in talk radio because of Rush Limbaugh. And the amazing thing is that there are so many other people, other hosts that folks listening to this would know, who publicly say the same thing, privately say the same thing, that Rush was the one who made it feel so powerful, important, but so connected, made it feel like you could gather together millions of like-minded patriots, conservatives, friends, every day listening all across the country. There was something deeply special about that. And I've always said Rush in that sense was a force multiplier, right? We're sitting here because of the empire of talk radio, of course, that he built. But beyond that, the movement that he really, in so many ways, was, if not the originator or the creator of a foremost general, um, one of the guys who made such a difference for so many. And so we do want to take uh, time today to honor Rush's legacy and his memory on the one-year anniversary of his passing. We want to strive to honor that legacy um, by continuing to do what he would want us to do, to pursue excellence, to be happy warriors, and to live life. You've only got one, as he would often remind all of us when you were listening. You remember that. Most of all, to have fun and laugh. you got to never forget to laugh. We've got a couple of special guests today, including his wife, Catherine, as Clay mentioned, and fellow legendary broadcaster, Sean Hannity, And throughout the program, you'll hear some familiar voices from family and and former staff on the EIB. But again, we know that Rush wouldn't just want all the attention to be on him. He would want us to be happy warriors. He would say there's too much work to be done 
So we'll make sure to bring you the issues of the day today. We'll try to make the complex understandable. We're going to open the lines up as well. If any of you have thoughts, feelings you want to share about Rush on the one year passing. But Clay, we continue the mission. Doing the best we can day in and day out to try to tell the folks what's going on. So with that in mind, we'll be we'll be going back to the legacy of Rush throughout the program today. But Clay, for right now on the news, what do you got? Oh, I'm fired up, Buck. And you know this because we were talking about it off air leading in. Dr. Fauci is, at this point, Buck, spreading 100% lies about kids in masks. He said on CNN that it's too risky to let kids out of masks. And I want to give a shout-out because we've been talking about this battle for a while, Loudoun County, Northern Virginia, which has turned into one of the battlegrounds. They have gotten basically complete and total victory in Loudoun County. And all of the anti-masking strong parts here, all of them are slowly starting to actually add up. But I want to play this cut for you, uh, Buck, of Dr. Fauci that has me so fired up. Uh, I saw this just before we were going to do the show. Fauci went on CNN and he said it's too risky to take masks off kids right now. Listen to this. We could get lucky because the trajectory right now is going way down. And it very well may be that if you take masks off the kids in the next week or so, it's going to keep going down. But you've really got to be careful. You know, you don't want to say it's an absolutely wrong decision. It's understandable why people want to take masks off the kids. But right now, given the level of activity that we have, it is risky. Is is he a sociopath? I mean, is he a sociopath? I think that's a fair question to ask. It's absolutely not risky. It hasn't been risky from day one. We see all the numbers. I mean, Clay, you sit here and go through drowning in a bathtub, being in a car, the actual risk data for children. And unless you're going to have your child living in a in a literal bubble where they can't go outside and they're you know protected from all germs, you just need to shut this guy out. What is wrong with him? If you drew drove your kid to school this morning, I did. Your kids were under more na- more danger of death on that drive to school than they are from COVID. If you take your kids to a swimming pool at any point this spring summer, winter, any point, they're more likely to drown there than they are to die with COVID. And the data at this point, Fauci tries to keep saying, I am the science. I'm not trying to do my Fauci voice, but you can do it better than me. But he says, I am the science. The science is clear. Masks have had no impact in schools. To their credit, one of the top directors in Charlotte, North Carolina, came out and said, hey, Mecklenburg County, which is where Charlotte is, had a mask mandate in place. Nobody else around them did. The rates of COVID were no different in Charlotte as opposed to the surrounding communities. Where I live, here in Nashville, no difference on the rates of COVID where they had mask mandates on kids in Davidson County, Nashville, Tennessee, versus Williamson County, which is Franklin Brentwood. Six months of data, no difference in rate of infection for COVID. There is no way, and we've had lots of scientific experts for the people out there say, well, you're not a doctor. We've had lots of doctors on who disagree with Fauci. Here's what's going on, Buck. He is trying to cover for the teachers unions 
that are still arguing that masks need to be in place. Absolutely. That's what this is a political statement. There is nothing scientific about his argument that taking masks off kids is too risky right now. This is Fauci as a direct political voice trying to give cover to uh, the teachers unions. And by the way, this is exactly what Rochelle Walensky and the CDC are doing, too. They have to be able to look at this data. They are lying to you. The data is clear, transparent, and anybody with a functional brain can see it. Every kid in America who is still wearing a mask, it's because adults failed and adults lied to them, and it is disgraceful and shameful. Otherwise, you could just look at the data coming out or the data that exists in Florida, which would show yes. everybody. I mean, if, if anyone was really curious about this, look at the data in the state of Florida, which has, what, about 21 million residents, something like that. And children have been under non-mandatory masking for the entire school year, stretching back to, what is it, end of August, Clay kids go to school, early September? Yep. Um, and it's been fine. There has not been, if there was such greater risk, I guarantee everybody listening to this right now, it would be blasted across CNN. The New York Times would be doing the aha, I told you so victory dance. We've run the experiment. Fauci, Walensky, and the rest were wrong. They were wrong. They've been wrong about everything. Wrong. Yes. And the fact that this still is allowed to continue, Buck, it, I mean, I saw this. And I wanted to grab Fauci by his little stethoscope and drag him right <laughs> into our studios and say, sit your ass down in this chair. We, I, I would love for somebody to be able to depose Dr. Fauci and just grill his ass, like sit him down under oath and make him respond to every single question and not this kind of shadow situation where, you know, if you're in a congressional hearing, somebody asks you a tough question and then they flip back to the other side and they're like, Dr. Fauci is the greatest doctor of all time, right? No, I want that 10 pot lunatic loser lying fraud to get held accountable. And I want him grilled by intelligent people uh, you and I could do it if he would sit here, and by the time he was done, his career would be over. I'm not kidding. Yeah. If he came in here and spent an hour with us, his career would be over. I think I, we I are really seeing the possibility that. that he is, as soon as Republicans take back control. That's why he, you have to vote. He, and let me, sorry to cut you off, but I, that, I'm so fired up about you have to send a message. If you hate Fauci, and I do, and I know Buck does, Oh yes, you not only have to go vote yourself, you have to get as many people as you possibly can. Your friends who may not otherwise be political, this is a time to send a message, a monster message against the liars and the frauds like Fauci. It's a pretty straightforward pitch for everybody out there. Vote against the Democrat Fauci lunatics or you're going to be wearing masks on planes for at Forever. least at least another two years and your kids will probably be masked up if you live in a blue state Next, uh, you know, they're going to try to bring it back if they take it away. I think yeah. your point there is really good. They're going to try probably to take it away in advance of the midterms, and then they're going to bring it back as soon as the midterms are over. Just know that's why you have to send an unbelievable message. And I'm sending you a message right now. If you're paying too much on your mortgage, if you haven't called my friends at American Financing, and right now because of the 7.5 percent inflation out there that Biden's got. 
the Fed's going to be raising rates very short order, as soon as next month. And when they start raising rates, that means your 15- and 30-year mortgage rates are going to go up too. And that means more money out of your pocket, less money for you and your family. So why not make a call, 10-minute call, to find out how much you could save? Turns out you could save $1,000 a month, maybe more, $12,000 a year, maybe more, tens of thousands of dollars over the life of your loan, and all it takes is a 10-minute call. Listen to me right now and put your financial house in order. Get your phones. Call American Financing, 800-777-8109. Listen closely to me. That's 800-777-8109 or visit AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182334, Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com the number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks. 
with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. I have to tell you, you a lot of people uh, get do-overs. A lot of people have false starts. I had my share. Got this one right. Thank God. Got this one right. She's just been a gigantic pillar of strength and and does everything imaginable and possible to keep things as upbeat and positive as they can be. And I know it's hard on her. It's got to be hard. It's got to be devastating on her. But I never see that. She always hides it. She's always put me first anyway, but in the last six months or so, I haven't known what being put first is until these past six months. Truly blessed by God with her in my life. That was Rush, greatest radio host of all time, speaking about his rock person, always there for him, always supporting him, his wife, Catherine Limbaugh. And we are very honored as we are paying homage to Rush today on the one-year anniversary of his passing to have Catherine Limbaugh joining us right now. Catherine, thank you so much. Thank you very much. I just heard Rush's voice there, and he said that I always am able to hide it. I'm not so sure I'm going to be able to hide it after that, but I will I will try my best here. Well, we really appreciate you being with us and, and everyone listening, all of Rush's Friends, really, his extended family, his listeners for decades across the country really want to hear from you. We knew that today. They would want to hear from you. So thank you for making the time for us. And we get so many emails uh, from people asking, you know, EIB listeners for years, Catherine, asking, first off, how, how are you doing? Well, thank you for asking. I'm I'm doing as well as can be expected. It's been a very, very challenging year, as it has been for everyone listening. We lost an incredible hero, an incredible patriot, an American icon that cannot be replaced in, in any way. So I, I think it's been difficult, but I have been comforted by so many wonderful prayers from this audience, from people all over the world who have sent wonderful gifts and letters and prayers, and I'm deeply, deeply grateful for that. They certainly have helped through a very challenging time. Catherine, it's an honor for Buck and I to get to sit in this chair uh, where we are every single day getting to hopefully continue your husband's legacy. And I know that it's been a difficult year for you, but you have been working as hard as you can to help to preserve Russia's legacy and grow it in so many fantastic ways. What exactly are you doing and how can everyone out there listening help that to continue to flourish? Well, thank you so much. As I said, Rush was just an incredible pioneer, an incredible American patriot that will never, ever be forgotten. But I wanted his legacy to continue in, in the best way that we possibly can and that is to live out his ideals. And the best way that I can 
think of is to provide scholarships to younger people who have worked incredibly hard, who share a lot of the same values that Rush represented. And we created a new website. It's called officialrushlimbaugh.com. There, there's a lot of tributes to Rush. There's information about the scholarships. We just recently awarded the first ever Rush Limbaugh Scholarship. It's an American Patriot Scholarship, which of course is, is fitting to an incredible young man who just represented Rush so well. He was formerly in the military. He had been through a lot of challenges in his life. And he said that he wants to carry on what Rush stood for. And that to us just stood out and we awarded the first ever scholarship. We plan to award many more throughout the upcoming year and years. We wanna be sure that Rush is always revered in the highest possible light that he remains America's Winston Churchill, as, as we all know he is, and just the incredible leader. He taught us all so much that it's up to us to carry forward and to continue in our lives as best we possibly can. Catherine, Rush was known for his inside impressions, certainly among his listeners, but just across the media landscape, the conservative media landscape, everyone said, wow, Rush was, you know, he, he saw it coming. Are there certain things that over the last year or so, you just, as the person who knew him best, had to say to yourself, Rush called it, he knew it was coming? Oh, he absolutely did. He was an incredible genius that way. He could tell us what was going to happen in the weeks and months ahead. I think that he very much thought that this was how the country was probably going to go uh, under, unfortunately, Biden's presidency. He obviously very much wanted President Trump to be in office. I know he was deeply disappointed and upset with everything that happened in January while he was still here to be a part of it and see it. But he knew that the country was going to take a turn. The policies were going to go south. We were going to be facing harder days. He predicted and knew that. He could tell you well in advance the economy was going to go down as it has. The borders were going to go into a complete mess. Our strength in the world was going to take a hit. He would have said all of those things and more. And the most important thing is he would have brought an element of humor to it. He would have made us all laugh about the fact that the car was somewhat driving off the cliff. <laughs> and um, and now he he inevitably is is up in, in heaven looking down and saying, please, you know, get us back on the right course. Catherine, you've talked about you heard Rush talk about how much you meant for him. I think people would probably like to hear when did you guys first meet and when did you think to yourself, this is the guy that I want to be with? I mean, obviously people experienced so much of him on the radio, but his personality went far beyond what he said on the radio every day. For people out there, what was that experience like in your private lives uh, and, and, and what was that moment where you knew this is the guy? Sure. Rush and I met almost 20 years ago. We were first friends for several years, many years, probably in his mind, he would say an eternity because I implemented the buddy rules early on. And the reason for that was because he loved referring to the buddy rules and pretty much telling everybody about it. But the reason for that was I wanted him to get to know me and I wanted to get to know him without any other clouding. 
So in the early days, we were friends first. We became incredible partners. I think when I first learned of Rush, of course, I heard of a lot that was said in the mainstream media, the, the negative connotation of him or the reputation of him that was said in the mainstream media. And as I got to know him personally, as I got to listen to his program day in, day out, as we became such close friends, I knew and lived with the greatest man that I could ever have imagined. He was an incredible gentleman. He was incredibly funny. He pushed me to be the best possible version of myself, and I hope that I did that for him. We would talk for a lot of, of time in, in the evening, well after the show and when he had a few minutes of not being involved with show prep. And we would talk about the events of the day. I don't think there's anyone that I will ever speak to again that had that kind of, of genius to be able to comment on everything, everywhere. He had an incredible mind. He, as I said before, made me laugh. Um, I think early on, I just knew how huge a heart he had, how generous he had, how he was just one of a kind. And um, he made an incredible impression on me from the very first day we met, and, and that just grew. I actually think this final year was his best year. He was the best version of himself. He was even stronger than he ever had been. He was more in touch with with everything around him that mattered, namely our relationship and his relationship with his audience, with the radio program, and of course the country. Um, but I would say I, I knew early on, but of course I didn't admit to him so we could implement the buddy rules for a period of time. Catherine, we have more questions for you if that's all right. And, and really the audience has more questions because they've been reaching out and they want us to check in see how you're doing and just and talk to you more. So can you give us a few more minutes? Can we bring you back? Of course. Happy to. We're going to talk to Catherine Limbaugh, Rush's wife, about the legacy of the great man himself. We are remembering him on the one-year anniversary of his passing. We're going to come back to that in a moment. But, Clay, what have you got for us? Pure talk, Buck. Uh, we've told you how much we rely on their cell phone service, but how about hearing from other Pure Talk customers? These are the words of David from New York. I was very hesitant about changing from Verizon to Pure Talk, but I was shocked to learn the exact same plan I had with Verizon for $170 cost $49 with Pure Talk. Next concern was how difficult it would be to make the change, but it was simple. Verizon quickly gave him the code number without trying to talk him out of it. I now enjoy, this is according to uh, David from New York, the same plan, but in saving $120 a month. So what are you waiting for? Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then for this month only, Enter promo code PureTalk and you'll save an additional 25% for your first three months. That's puretalk.com, promo code PureTalk. Rush was a, he was a man who had tremendous courage and he had tremendous principle. And if he believed in something, he'd talk about it. And who had an audience like him? Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are talking with Rush's wife, Catherine Limbaugh, and you just heard former President Donald Trump, 45 himself. We are going to be live at Mar-a-Lago on Tuesday. 
Catherine, I, I think that probably cues up a good opportunity here. What was Russia's relationship like with uh, with President Trump? And what did it mean for President Trump to honor him at the State of the Union like he did? You know, I see a lot of similarities between President Trump and Rush. They both didn't need to do it. They both had lives that, in Rush's case, he could retire or President Trump could retire and, and continue in the business that he was in. But they both saw a larger purpose and a greater purpose, and they were willing to take arrows on behalf of the American people. And I think that they had a, a very unique bond in that way because they understood each other very well. They both knew that they were at the tip of the spear in many ways. They both knew that they had to take the slanders and the, and the arrows that, that were thrown at them in order to achieve the higher purpose. Um, President Trump, off of, of camera and not as widely known, he was so incredibly thoughtful throughout Russia's entire illness. He would call probably more than anyone, including personal family, to check on Rush. In the evening, after giving a speech somewhere, he would call Rush just to ask how he was doing. He wasn't looking for, for feedback on the country. He wasn't looking to uh, see how he had done an, on a per particular policy. He was just checking in on Rush. And I think in many respects, they were peers in that regard. Um, I hold President Trump in, in the highest regard for the honor that he bestowed on Rush. That Medal of Freedom presentation was second to, to none. Rush was 100% speechless and touched. He was deeply honored. I said earlier that, and to someone earlier, that that was a chance for Rush to see how many people cared for him, to be honored in such a way, so globally, um, by President Trump meant everything to us. And it's something that I will never forget in, in all my life. Catherine, you were a driving force behind the widely acclaimed Rush Revere Children's book series. Are, are you hearing from young folks eager for you to continue with that? And, and also, do you have any advice for that next generation of young up-and-coming conservatives? Yes, we hear from young Rush Revere readers all the time, and it's really a, a highlight of our days to hear from young patriots all over the country. But we have five books right now. We are thinking about working on book six. We're going to have to think about where Rush Revere is going to time travel to, but there's a lot of topics going on right now, so I'm sure there's certainly something that we could we could talk about in, in current events or in history but the Rush Revere series came about because we wanted to make American history fun and engaging for the younger demographic. Rush had such an incredible ability to speak to people one-on-one -on -one and break down very complex issues. We wanted that to translate into books for children or young readers. It was really for the fifth grade reading level, but we hear from people of much younger age and, and much older. But we wanted to make American history fun. So through the magic of time travel, Rush Revere and his favorite sidekick horse, Liberty, who was a talking horse, would time travel back to key events in American history, whether it be the Mayflower or the Boston Tea Party or, or what have you. 
and they would engage with that particular event. They would talk to incredible patriots like George Washington. They became a part of history. And in that way, it made American history very fun. So, yes, we hear from young readers all over the country all of the time. We definitely want to continue if, if we can and, and probably will be working on book six here in the, the near future. Catherine, we get a lot of questions uh, from longtime listeners about your animals. We know you had three dogs and a cat. Uh, how are they doing? Yeah. Yes, this is a very, very important question because yes. it's certainly top top importance. But but they're they're wonderful. Truly, they're they're our children in, in many respects. So we had four old English sheepdogs and we had a cat, an Abyssinian cat. Um unfortunately two of our, our sheepdogs passed away, unfortunately, this year and they joined Rush, but we since have, have gotten a new little sheepadoodle, um, actually named Winston. <laughs> So all of our dogs have very prominent names in history because we thought it was kind of funny just to call out to Winston, for example, and have him come running. Um, but they're all doing very well. Rush loved, loved his cat, Allie, probably more than, than anything next to the radio and perhaps family. But he loved this little cat and she completely had him wrapped around <laughs> her finger. Um, but they're all they're all doing doing well. And of course, we we all miss Rush and and she certainly misses Rush a lot. Catherine, what do you think Rush would want Buck and I to know? Last month minute for you, advice for us going forward. What would he want us to know? And thank you for spending the time with us. I think he would just want you to do what you're doing in, in terms of continuing conservative thought, continuing to have people live their best lives, to remain engaged, to continue to say how important the United States is, how important our our founding fathers are. Um, I think he would want you to have people actively engaged in politics, to remember November that's coming up here soon, to remember 2024, and to call them out on on things that that need to be called out and i know that you're trying to do that and, and carry on in russia's honor and and that's deeply appreciated Catherine, thank you so much for the time with us we appreciate it and we know that rush listeners across the country are sending love and hugs to you thank you so much clay travis and buck sexton on the front lines of truth Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Encourage you to go download the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a single moment. You can search out Clay Travis. You can search out Buck Sexton. Give us five stars. Dub is going to review those, and we will read some of them in the near future. They are rolling in. We appreciate all of you. If we read one of your reviews, send you an autographed copy of my most recent book. We are, if you've been listening for the first hour, honoring the legacy of Rush Limbaugh on the one-year anniversary of his death. Just finished talking with his wife, Catherine, about her experiences with Rush and the radio show and more. It was fantastic. If you're just now starting off with us, I encourage you to go listen to that first hour on podcast. Uh, amazing memories and experience that we just had with her. And we bring in now... 
a guy who has had a longtime relationship with Rush Limbaugh as well. He is Sean Hannity. You might know him uh, from his fantastic radio show that follows us, as well as his show that airs every single night at 9 Eastern on Fox News. And Sean, appreciate you joining us. And uh, I got to say right off the top, when did you first meet Rush? What kind of experience and relationship do you guys ha- did you guys have, and what do you recall about it? Oh, man. By the way, first, congratulations to you guys. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. When, when you follow the greatest of all time, um, it, it's, it's always hard because naturally people will make comparisons. You guys have done phenomenally well. And, and I know Rush was never a zero-sum game guy. He always, he always wanted everyone else to succeed. He never viewed his success uh, based on the failure of others. Uh, Catherine's interview was great. She also did an interview with Ainsley on Fox and Friends. Yes. I think they have two hours on Fox Nation, which was amazing. Uh, the first time, he wouldn't even remember the first time I met him. I was up, I was a local host in Atlanta from 92 to 96 before Fox even went on the air. And I went up to New York and I just happened to visit the studios at WABC. I was up to do Phil Donahue's show and I popped my head in his office. And I, I just said hello, and uh, his brother David, who I love, you know, he's like family to me. Uh, he had negotiated all, all my contracts, so we kind of arranged a quick hello, and, and he was nice. Um, we did a contest once when he was doing his TV show, and I brought listeners up to New York. We stayed at the Plaza Hotel. wasn't the greatest, but he was very gracious to me back then. And even during the live show, called me down. He had a... a, a he was selling Rush ties at the time and gave me one of his ties, which were really, you know, very, very unique and, and designed by, by him, I think, at the time. Um, I think we all have really, we all owe him a, a debt of gratitude. When Rush started syndication, nobody thought syndication and radio in 1988 would work. And, and here's this guy who was very successful in Sacramento, California, and he comes to New York, the number one radio market in the entire country. He has to do a two-hour local show. He originally started a syndicated show as a two-hour show. And all of a sudden, I, I had just started in radio myself a year earlier. And I remember when somebody came up to me and told me, hey, uh, Rush Limbaugh, have you heard this guy? And I'm like, no, who's Rush? And he was on a local station. I was in Santa Barbara, California, just starting my my career at UCSB. They they rightly threw me out of town, threw me out of the school and out of town, ran me out of town, which got me my first professional gig in Huntsville, Alabama. And he got to hear this guy. He's a riot, and he would do these things like homeless updates. And he was funny. He was smart. He was a, a conservative. He he just pops out of the radio. And from that day forward, it was it was just obvious to anybody that would listen to him uh, how amazingly gifted and talented he was. The thing that I always took away from Rush is that he he always had a unique take on whatever the issue of the day was, something that nobody else would ever think of. I can't tell you how many times I'd, I'd always like to listen to his opening monologue, and whatever the topic of the day was, he would express it and bring up a point of view. And I'm like, why doesn't my brain think like that? He was, he was that gifted. And when he passed away a year ago, um, it, look, it was rough for everybody. And I said at the time that he's irreplaceable and he is, 
And I said at the time that those what would Rush want, want us to do, he'd want us all to up our game and stay in the fight. He was a patriot. He loved this country. He believed in the individual. He loved freedom. He loved capitalism. He loved our Constitution. And he, he saved the AM band. And he also reinvigorated all things conservative. And this is at the beginning of the end of, of Ronald Reagan conservatism. Uh, Newt Gingrich will tell you that 1994, the victory that, that swept the country, uh, for the first time in 40 years, Republicans took back Congress. That wouldn't have happened without Rush Limbaugh. He led the way. I was a local host in Atlanta. I was the MC of Newt's event that night at the Cobb Galleria. And that was the night, imagine, 40 years in the wilderness, right? And Republicans got back in power. Rush played a very big part of it. And so he was the intellectual center of conservatism. But he also simultaneously music moved from the AM band to the FM band. And AM radio is beginning to die. And then all of these stations start converting over to talk radio or news talk radio. And he played the most pivotal role in all of that. He only could do three hours a day. So these stations had 21 other hours a day that they needed a program. And I remember filling in for him. That was the, uh, an opportunity of a lifetime. I'm in the, I'm in the beginning of my opening monologue and the, golden eib mic and it is golden falls down right off the hinges it's laying on the desk um i stretch my neck down to finish the monologue i'm thinking okay 600 stations this is not going particularly well and i finished and, and rush i remember he comes back and he goes sean hannity indented the golden eib mic you know just typical rush with a, with a great sense of humor and um, I'm grateful to him more than anything else. I still have a hard time understanding that he's been gone a year. I still expect to hear him. I love that you kept his music. Uh, and it's, it's such a loss for, for the country, for conservatism. And the one thing that we all learned about Russia, and I said it at the, at the time when he passed away, we now know what Russia's bucket list was. Because when he announced that he had advanced stage four lung cancer, I think most people probably were like me. You probably got on the internet. You probably started Googling what is the latest advancements. We know, for example, leukemias that used to kill people 30 years ago, but they have a 95, 96% chance of saving people. What's the latest on lung cancer? I did my reading. There was nothing good that I was really seeing. And he would go and take these extremely harsh treatments and his only goal was not to check off a, a box on his bucket list. His only bucket list was to get back on, on the microphone behind the microphone back on the air and talk to his audience. And I think that spoke volumes about him. That was his life's mission, his life's purpose. I would even argue his life's destiny. He, he that was what he was born to do. I got a, a political cartoon, Clay. I, I wish I remembered the guy's name. It's so beautiful. It's such a great gift. And I have it in my office. And it's Rush at the Pearly Gates. And he has in his hands talent. It says the word talent. And he says, I'm here to return. Because <laughs> uh, people used to take what he said. It was tongue in cheek. 
with talent on loan from God. I mean, you have this booming voice. And then liberals, they would like bubble and fizz like Alka-Seltzer at everything he said. It cracked me up. <laughs> hey, Sean, it's oh, Buck. Been... I just want to know, if, if you think Rush could tell his audience anything today, what do you think it would be? I think he would want... Look, Ronald Reagan said, America is but one generation away. Freedom is one generation away from extinction. The thing that drove Rush more than anything else was the passion and the love that he had for this country. He was God, family, country. That was Rush Limbaugh. And he embodied all of that. Radio is, look, I do radio and TV. You guys do radio and TV. They're very different mediums. And on radio, it's a heart medium. And people will sense your sincerity and they can detect a phony pretty quickly. And Rush had that connection with his audience. He was sincere. He was honest. He was fun. He was lively. He loved to share his life and the things that he cared about. If Rush got a passion for any one thing, it was he'd go all in, all, all, all on board. I went down to his Palm Beach studios once to interview him, and Rush had a passion for all things, as you know, Apple. And Rush hands me two, not one iPhone, two iPhones. He goes, I want you to try this one. It's a smaller version. Then try the big one and then write me back. Let me know which one you like better. I'm like, okay, Rush, thanks for the free phones, right? And he just would hand them out like, like they were candy. I think he gave one to everybody that was there. He had an amazingly uh, generous side to him. I also think there was a part of Rush that maybe people don't know that was maybe more shy than people think. And I think he... I think he had to go through a lot because he forged that path that made it easier for everybody else. But as he was knocking down those trees and forging that path, he was taking a lot of slings and arrows and attacks. And and I don't think it was easy on him. I think it was very difficult. And But it made it easier for people like me and people like you guys and everybody else that's in talk radio to to be able to follow him. Legendary Sean, Sean Hannity. Sean, um, just any, any, any last thoughts for folks about the one-year anniversary? You know, I'm very close to, to his brother, David. He's, he's negotiated every contract I've ever had in my life. And I love him, and I love his family. And I just, I'm thinking of him today. I'm thinking of Catherine today. I'm thinking of his, his nieces and nephews today. And I know that that Rush would want one thing from all of his, his dedicated millions of listeners, and that's to continue the mission that he dedicated his life to. And we'll think he's in our prayers, our thoughts, um, and frankly, I just miss him on this day. It, a lot of us it's, do. It's, it's, it's a tough day to think about losing. You talk about the greatest of all time. There's been a lot of talk about Tom Brady. Well, he was the goat of talk radio for sure. Sean Hannity, everybody. Sean, thanks so much for speaking to us today and everyone across the country. All right, guys. We appreciate it. Thank thanks you so much, Sean. Thanks, Sean. Bye. In Hillsdale, Michigan, it's a thriving college that's been a part of the American education system since the 1840s. Their mission is clear-cut, provide students with the very best classic liberal arts education. They're also dedicated to preserving and defending this nation's freedoms as defined in our Constitution. To that end, they've given themselves a challenge this winter to give, a, to give away one million free copies of our U.S. Constitution. It comes your way in a pocket-sized document, and it's available right now at 
clayandbuck4hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These two founding documents establish the freest and most prosperous nation in history. Hillsdale's premise is that if more people took the time to read what is written, we'd have much more agreement in this nation and less division. We know they're not wrong. To claim your own copy, go to clayandbuck for hillsdale.com today. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours to you free. That website, again, is clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date HealthLock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. 
Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. One thing I remember, I was so excited when he finally inaugurated his national show out of New York. I, I remember driving in town. I went out in my car to listen to the radio. And when I was so excited, when he came on, I, I got goosebumps. That's my brother. That is so cool. And so I was ecstatic uh, about his success, so proud of, of what he had done and what he was doing. There you have the words of David Limbaugh, Rush's brother, on just what a magnificent talent and a fantastic human being his brother Rush Limbaugh was. And we honor him today on the one year of his passing and we know we are only able to do what we do right now. We really mean that because of Rush Limbaugh. A lot of you want to weigh in. I know a lot of you are thinking about Rush across the country. Wanted to hear from some of you. You know that phone number, 800-282-2882. Kevin in St. Louis, Missouri. What's up, Kevin? Hey, Clay and Buck. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, great job you guys have done in the, this past year for filling for Rush. So. Um, but I just want to let you, you guys know that I am originally um, from, well, I am from Virginia, um, and I took the, these past three days off yesterday, today, and Friday um, to come out here to St. Louis to pay my respects to Rush and visit him at his uh, gravesite here at Bellefontaine Cemetery. So, um, yeah, so I traveled all the way out here just to see Rush. And uh, it is a rainy day, which is appropriate for the occasion, I think, you know. You know, it was a sad day. How many years you'd listen to Rush for? Well, I am 27. I've been listening to him since I was 13, 14. Wow. I, I think. Yeah, so I feel like 2000, uh, if I'm not mistaken, like 2008, 2009, I think I started. Yeah, there's that's one of the things that strikes me the most about meeting Rush listeners, Buck, is uh, we know there's people out there who are in their 60s and 70s that listen for 30 years. But young guys like that and girls who started off listening to Rush when they were maybe teenagers. in their cars yeah. with their yeah and, and yeah. you know teenagers even younger sometimes than teenagers and have grown up uh, with the show over all those years and there's so many thanks so much Kevin and uh, good good on you for going out there and and you know paying your respects to Rush yourself Clay you know even at I'll be at CPAC uh, next week and it's yep. always been amazing at CPAC there's so many young people who are there. And you know, you know what? Overwhelmingly, when you talk to them, you know, uh, high school seniors, college freshmen, sophomores, etc., they go. I oh, say, well, what do you do? They say, I, I watch Fox News and I and I listen to Rush. That was oh, those were the two big ones all the time with the college uh, college Republicans, the college kids. Jay in Windsor, Ontario. Jay, you got a story for us? I got a couple of them. I'm very lucky to have two incidents with Mr. Limbaugh that. Uh, one was funny as blazes. Another one kind of almost got me in trouble. First one was in Delta's crown room in Dallas. I walk in, there's a big, tall, skinny guy standing at the table, and it was old Serpent Head. And so I said, hello, Mr. Carville, how are you? And uh, I got uh, asked for his autograph, and uh, he <laughs> he autographed, believe it or not. I'm the only guy, I think, on the planet that has James Carville's autograph on the inside cover of a Rush Limbaugh book. <laughs> and Carvel was cool. Hey, it was cool. Carvel was great. When I brought it over, he had this little goofy smirk on his face, but he was really great. He's a nice guy, and He's his wife, his wife system. Mary, uh, I believe, actually once sat behind the EIB mic. And Mary is absolutely a fantastic lady, Clay. She sent me the most detailed how to visit New Orleans 
email I've ever gotten about any place in my life. So I'm a big James, Mary Madeline fan. I've met James Carville, too, and he is funny, right? Uh, and, and honestly, um, he's got a good sense of humor. He's a huge sports fan, right? Diehard LSU guy. And, uh, yeah, obviously the politics are different. From, he and his wife are such a perfect example he's of how He's a happy many warrior people. Democrat, though. You know, he's, I actually yeah. wish there were more people that were willing to get out there and, and engage the other side from the other side. Well, and, I mean, he's been willing to call out his own party for their absurd wokeness, too. Um, if you see a lot of the quotes that he has given in recent uh, recent memory, um, he's a totally different Democrat. I mean, to your point on happy warrior, I mean, Bill Clinton uh, was a happy warrior when he ran in 92 with Carville as the guy who got him elected. Many other There's things, a lot, lot of Clinton stuff. We could talk. <laughs> I don't know if happy but, warrior's I mean, top not, of the, the list. The 92 but. Bill Clinton is nowhere similar at all to 2016 Hillary. There's a solution to everyday pain you experience as a simple result of living and aging. It's called Relief Factor. Created by doctors and perfected over 15 years of scientific research, Relief Factor was made for you. With four key ingredients, Relief Factor is a 100% drug-free product that addresses joint, knee, hip, back, neck, and shoulder pain. Sam from Colorado knew that hundreds of thousands of people, 70% of people who try it, have absolutely loved it. He wrote in to say, before spine surgery, Relief Factor helped me live with... Uh, Re- Relief Factor helped me... And it's brought the pain to a tolerable level. Look, Relief Factor is something you should try. Join the more than half a million people and order the three-week quick start for only nineteen ninety-five. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to get the nineteen ninety-five three-week quick start developed for you. That's relieffactor.com. Welcome back in. Final segment of the Thursday edition of the program. We've spent much of this program on the one-year anniversary of Rush Limbaugh's passing, honoring him. Encourage you, in the first hour, Catherine Limbaugh, Rush's wife, joined us and talked about her experiences in the one year since he has passed. Uh, We also talked with Sean Hannity. We have interspersed throughout the course of the program many different elements of Rush's takes and of the legacy of this show. Encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast if you missed any of that, as we know many of you out there are longtime Rush listeners and are joining us today in mourning his passing one year since it happened. Um, Now, the battles that Rush so often fight, as you well know, have not only continued, in many ways they have accelerated And there's no better example of that right now than what's going on in Canada, where the effective, this is basically the Attorney General of Canada, right, Buck, came out and said, if you are a Donald Trump supporter, you could have your bank account seized. I can't believe he said the quiet part out loud, but this is where we are right now in Canada. Listen to this. A lot of folks say, look, I just don't like your vaccine mandates and I donated to this. Now it's illegal. Should I be worried that the bank can freeze my account? What's your answer to that? Well, if, I think if you if you are a member, you know, a pro-Trump movement who's donating hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions of dollars to this kind of thing, then you ought to be worried. If you're a member of a pro-Trump movement this is the canadian equivalent of the attorney general folks their top law enforcement officer the truckers are i'm, I'm sure some of the truckers like trump that's a, the truckers want the mandates to end what's amazing is to see that the canadian authorities 
won't even speak honestly about what the dispute is. It's as though people were striking for higher wages and they keep saying, look at these climate change protesters. Like, no, that's not what's happening here. But the fact, Clay, that he would then say, if you're a pro-Trumper, you should be worried. We may seize your seize your bank account. Think about what that would do to people. I mean, we already had the Washington Post going after folks that donated $20. So you donate 20 or 50 bucks or something. Canadian government may decide to seize your bank account. That means no more trips to the grocery store, folks. That means no rent payments. Yeah, and we need to build on this tomorrow as well, Buck, because we talk about the power of big tech all the time. And big tech, like big media, their power is in how they decide to apply the rules that they seek to uh, that they seek to allow to become a trending topic or a big story. Let me give you an example. Twitter, as many of you out there will remember, would not allow the story from the New York Post about Hunter Biden to be shared. They would not allow it to be shared on social media. Of course, the Hunter Biden laptop is 100% it appears authentic, and it is a part of this Durham investigation, among many other different angles. I saw where Hunter Biden's baby mama uh, testified in front of a grand jury, they believe, uh, London, I believe is her name. London spelled with an E-N. Um, which is this should the be. Um, one that he initially denied having had the relations with? And I believe she was. Um, was this is that am I getting this right? Is this the, uh, there's so many different sorted Hunter Biden. I, I, I'm not even sure. I'm not which, sure. OK, I don't want to get the ones. Uh, the ladies don't want to get the mom, so. the baby mama confused with the uh, the side chick with the, the escorts. I, I get it. I mean, it's hard to keep tab, tabs on all the different directions that Hunter Biden's life has spiraled out of control. But point is, the laptop was accurate. But you'll remember that Twitter said we can't allow this to be shared because they argued that it was hacked. There were hacked materials. They're allowing every single person who donated $20 to the Canadian truckers off of a hacked website, they're allowing that to be distributed widely all throughout Twitter. So, Buck, it's not only people in positions of power in Canada. It's our big tech uh, oligarchs who are making decisions. I mean, I would love to get somebody from Twitter on this program and have them explain First of all, I don't think they were right to ban the Hunter Biden story. But if you are going to argue the reason why we could not allow that story to take place was because we believe that was stolen information, it was hacked, whatever excuse they want to use, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that all of these people who donated to the Canadian truckers, their information was hacked. That was stolen. That's not public info, and Twitter is allowing it to trend and be shared widely, and then these people are being harassed over a $20 donation. Clay, it's not true to say that the left has no principles. They have one principle, the will to power, and everything else gets pushed aside for that. You see this, whether we're talking about the social media companies and the alleged standards that they have, the way that these other companies that are platforms supposedly to raise funds for people always, oh, what was it? Uh, the law um, defiant L's was suspended by Twitter. This is a well-known Twitter yeah. account accidentally. Yeah, sure. And now the Trudeau regime engaged in outright tyranny. If Donald Trump had done what Justin Trudeau just did, you would have libs marching in the streets, tears streaming down their faces, saying that America is done. Not that it's coming to a close, that it is over. So let's all just be clear about the fact that they have no principles other than whatever puts them or keeps them in power and everything else secondary at best to that. 
Want to talk to Steve in Raleigh, North Carolina for a second here? He wanted to to share some with us. He's been listening to Rush for how long, Steve? Hey, guys. uh, Mega dittos. Mega dittos. Um, uh, Yeah, I've been listening since I got out of the military. I was in the Navy, got out in the early 90s and found a restaurant that had a bus out front. It said Rush Bus. I had no idea what that was, but I decided to eat my lunch there. That's how I got introduced to the great Maharashi. Sat and ate lunch in a bus with his radio show being piped through the speakers. So that's, that's my, where I first met Rush. And guys, you know, what a blessing today's been. Um, I've been in the car all day. It was just a freak accident. I had a, had a lot of windshield time in my sales day today, and I got to listen and hear Rush. And thank you. Oh, thank you, sir. Um, thank you, Steve. Uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty, it's overwhelming. But uh, what a blessing. Thank you so much. Um, you guys are doing a great job. I'm going to do my part to make the hosts look great. Um, you played the part with Joe Barhair, Barhair, whatever her name is. Joy, Joy Behar, Behar, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's saying, hey, I, I'm going to choose to wear a mask. And you know what? That's the great thing about this country, the freedom that uh, we are given to make a choice for ourselves. If she wants to wear a mask while she's taking a shower, doing her groceries, riding a bus, which you guys point out, probably she never does. She's free to wear that mask. She made the the argument for everybody else that's saying, I just don't want to wear one. I don't want the government to make me do something. We hear you, Steve. Thank you for calling in, my friend. We appreciate it. To everybody who was calling in, we know for the whole show, thank you so much. And the the way you all have embraced Clay and and me during this whole process of, uh, of transition and keeping the fight going is we're greatly humbled and honored by it. So thank you so much for that. Well, hey, we got a lot more tomorrow. We'll continue the fight, but we do thank all of you from uh, the depths of our hearts and uh, and thank all of you for spending time with us and thank you to all of you who have been longtime Rush supporters. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.